0: bittersweet the of Payment gaming podcast and today we are covering not one but two gaming presentations from nintendo and xbox i'm always mike and i'm always darren so we've bundled these two together because let's be real i don't think they quite competed with the playstation 5 reveal
1: not really well we had heard rumors that the nintendo direct was coming and we even mentioned at the end of the last episode possibly on the recording, i can't remember like well if that's you know a nintendo direct they tend to be pretty major so that will warrant its own episode, even if the Xbox One is fairly substantial as well. Uh, that didn't happen because, I mean, in truth, it wasn't really a Nintendo Direct. It wasn't even. It was flagged as both a Direct Mini and a Partners Direct. And I don't yep. know about you, Michael, but I find it very hard to get excited for any Nintendo game. So for any game on a Nintendo console that isn't made by Nintendo. It
0: certainly isn't the game you think of first when you want to play the Switch really. No. I understand the Switch is it's gained incredible ground mass appeal and also it is many people honestly I genuinely think the Switch is probably the best made console this this decade.
1: Well the decade was just gone I guess because we're in 2027. I, I mean that must mean that you haven't had to deal with controller drift because I think that disqualifies oh, but I have, it. <laughs> oh, right. So, And I and I still think that the mass appeal of that console is incredible. It makes a lot of sense, but that also might be why they're resting on their laurels, because, well, they yeah. had two choices in front of them this year, with both Sony and, and Microsoft bringing out the new consoles. They could either try and compete, knowing it's somewhat of a losing battle, but try and, you know, keep hold of their share, or capitulate, let them go out alone and then look maybe to drop a big direct and have a big 2021 once the initial hype has died down we don't know what effect the pandemic has had on that of course but in terms of you know showing their hand this direct seems to point out they're going very much with option two of we're probably going to lose anyway here's some shit basically yeah which
0: is a shame because there is a bunch of projects that people have been waiting for um, regarding Nintendo consoles that we still haven't got any news on. We know that you know games like Metroid Prime Four have had an incredibly troubled existence, having to be restarted from the ground up yep. by a different studio because the first one was that bad. So that's interesting. We've still no got got no word on Bayonetta Three, and we know that there is a button in Nintendo's office that just says Crash in Smash, and they haven't hit it yet. So. They, they didn't bring their a game no but uh one game that they they did actually bring news of one of the games that people have been anticipating for a nintendo console and we'll get to that in just a few moments but we'll start at the start of nintendo's mini direct partners showcase whatever the hell it was called with dlc for cadence of hyrule a okay. zelda game that neither of us have played i've played the original um crypt of the necrodancer but i've not played cadence of
1: hyrule right it i i feel like it needs a demo it might have a demo and i should try that out because it's an interesting concept if nothing else of kind of doing an rpg to a beat but yeah this uh, to be fair this is probably the most engaged i was at any point of this director. like well okay when they put out the kind of um game of the year edition of this with all the dlc included if that's on sale somewhere, maybe. And because it's not a first-party Nintendo game, it might go on sale at some point in the next 20 years. So there's a possibility there of me grabbing that. But uh, yeah, if that's the high point, is some additional <laughs> DLC for a game I don't own, uh, that's probably not a great stop.
0: It probably isn't, no. Um, that be- I mean, that being said, I actually, I, like I say, I own Crypt of the Necrodancer. And I'll be real, I can't play it. I don't think it's very good i'm glad it, it continuously goes on sale and i picked it up in a sale and i appreciate what they've built i can see why people love it i do not get it and i like rhythm games and it was just not for me i feel like there's there's just one too many mechanics to keep track of with that mm. because it is an rpg and also it's dance dance dance, bleh, dance, dance revolution-esque in that you know the best way to keep scores and power-ups up is to move around the map in in time and when it works it feels really good it's when it doesn't (laughs) that's the problem i continuously miss beats on that and you know i used to play lots of musical instruments including the drums which is the one that keeps time and i couldn't do it so maybe that's me but I don't know. But that was the original. They might have polished it up for um, Kevin's High Hyrule. So I can't
1: really speak for that game. I mean, you have much more musical ability than I have, which is more than zero. So, yeah, I don't... I I, I would like to play a demo. And if it was somehow like... If they did like a, a PlayStation Plus thing and this was the free game, hell yes. But that's not going to happen. But again, if that's the high point... Okay, I liked something. It was the... What was next? What was the next game? Oh, sorry. I thought you were on about What was the next up for Counts
0: Horror? No, because no, they no, just announced that they were doing a season pass with three DLCs, one of which is a Skull Kid story. Cool. They've added some new music. Fine. The next game shown was a shooter.
1: It was Rogue Company ah. from higher Res Studios. Fine. It looked okay. It looked vanilla, but that's oh, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I just... Don't think i'm that interested in it all things considered not on the switch anyway that's no, not what people not. go to the switch for
0: like the, the switch has every other because it looked free to play to me i don't know whether it is but it looked a free to play game to me right and so, i still don't choose the switch to play those games if no. i want to play warframe i'll play it on the
1: playstation 4 true now was the next game the wwe game it was that hellscape yes okay now this was a highlight for me because it got cesaro onto a nintendo direct something i never thought would happen i appreciate the choices of the four people they picked because uh cesaro has his own uh like basically there's a the guy called xavier woods uh, who's a wrestler he's been injured for a while but even before that he set up his own youtube gaming channel where he has a lot of the wrestlers features uh Big E and Kofi Kingston were two of the people in Nintendo Direct they're part of the new day with Xavier Woods I'm glad they were in it Cesaro is a big part of that channel as well I'm glad he was in it Asuka has her own YouTube gaming channel good for her I was happy with their selections now let me talk about WWE uh I can't remember what it's called Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds. yeah Battlegrounds right uh which is a WWE pay-per-view but not a good one um So basically what happened is you may have heard, if you were on the internet last year, you may have heard of what happened with WWE 2K20. Um, (laughs) We've we've all seen that actual acid nightmare. Yes. So the worst wrestling game ever made, undisputedly. Um, What happened was the team that was looking after it, um, well, 2K, it wasn't, strictly speaking, a pure 2K game. There was a Japanese development company called Ux, who had been doing the WWE games basis since the PlayStation 1. They severed ties with uh, 2K at this point, and it was kind of handed over to 2K to to deal with by itself, with apparently a very inexperienced team, which is why we ended up with, even though it's basically just an asset update like FIFA every year, we ended up with the nightmarish hellscape that was 2K20. Um, It turns out there's not going to be a 2K21 for many and various reasons. So, we're actually missing the standard one this year, and this is its replacement. They've been down this road before. Uh, it was called like WWE WrestleMania or something like that. um Oh, was it that one was... where they did all the old wrestlers? Yes. So, it was meant to be like more over the top, zany, cartoony stuff, <laughs> um, but it had a lot of the Hall of Famers in it. So, you had Hogan and uh, Andre, Mr. Perfect, etc. I hated that game. It didn't... All I've wanted is basically I want WWE Tekken. Just give me that, and I think I'll be happy. It's like one of your side projects. This is not that. This is just the normal game with cell shaded graphics, but people can now jump 10 feet in the air. It's, and
0: also their limbs are freakishly small.
1: Yes. They all look like they've got some weird gigantism thing going on. Like, it's just if everyone... If every, if everyone was motion captured using Warwick Davis, it's just, it doesn't <laughs> work. And it's, uh wrestling can be funny, but this is not the type of comedy it excels at. It's going to be awful, truly terrible. Especially, you could tell they don't have faith in this, because as happy as I was to see those four specific wrestlers on that advert, they're not the biggest names. If they were really behind this, they'd push cena roman reigns etc that they, they got those four well they pushed the ones
0: the characters were playing as um unfortunately one of which was andre the fucking giant which I, uh, don't think that's going to happen anytime i soon. don't
1: think those four have been revealed for that game yet like no i don't think they have i think they were playing as andre and austin and you know, etc so exactly so uh not ideal um yeah this is gonna be some dark shit And it's good, because if we break the annualised cycle, that might mean 2K22 or 2K23, if they give themselves more time, might actually be good. So, cool. If this is the penance we have to pay in order to get that, fine. But this is going to be awful. It does
0: look spectacularly shite. It It just does not look like fun for anyone. People who like... I assume people who like wrestling like seeing a true representation of their favorite wrestlers i guess well maybe it's, maybe it's the same thing as fifa's
1: appeal kind of the problem was some of the they basically do the same thing with fifa is they just have several game types they cycle between every three years so you'll have one that goes for ultra realism one that's a bit of a hybrid and then one that's more arcadey i tend to prefer the arcadey ones because i was good at those um i'm not so good at the very technical ones this is obviously going real arcadey, but graphics, you can hit people with crocodiles, etc. And I just it just looks too much like Simpsons Wrestling.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it does, doesn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, and everyone knows how good that game was. So,
0: I also can't tell who the
1: pre-order DLC character is supposed to be. Oh, oh, it's Edge. Oh, okay. Well, he just, he's just come back from... Uh, he was retired for about nine years and then came back and then tore his... up. Well, he was actually doing okay as a as an actor but basically he took a bump and went i didn't die maybe i can do this again um so all of his matches are now just nervous wrecks of like, oh, oh please and he tore his bite his tore his tricep in his second match back and he's now it for nine months so Fucking yeah hell. but uh yeah at least i got to talk about wrestling for a little bit but oh boy i mean wrestling's <laughs> bad at the minute oh boy as bad as when you stopped for a while yeah i mean like there's brave wyatt running around basically trying to put on like he's basically trying to tell like an in-depth horror story in the middle of wrestling and that's the only interesting thing happening at the moment everything else is bad um and this is just a another system another part of that it's just not a good year to be a wrestling fan and this is not going to help anything
0: you know, the strangely absent pirate themed WrestleMania probably didn't help
1: anything, did no, it? No, no. And the one wrestler who had a pirate gimmick has now left, so we'll never get to see her riding on a pirate ship. That's just. <laughs> just. just the worst look. <laughs> right, we can move on from Wrestling Corner now to talk about. Uh, oh, was this when the overly Japanese game happened? That's the one! Right, this was. as I described it to you. I have a tolerance line of JRPG-ness that most games fall over. I'd say this was one, so you may have to take the lead on this. That's fine, honestly. Um,
0: so the surprise announcement was uh, that Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne is getting HD remaster. Awesome. That's a really good game. Honest Nocturne is a surprisingly brilliant game. Um, so I'm happy to see that back um they've done a weird thing with this port though well i guess it's a port remaster whatever you want to call it uh in the western hemispheres we got a version where the guest character that you can battle and recruit was dante from devil may cry Mm -hmm. hence where the you you know the meme of featuring dante from devil may cry you know you see like slapped onto box art as a joke that's where this originated from right um but the trailer showed us that we're not getting the Dante version. The world over is getting the Japanese version which has... which special character was an in-universe Shin Megami Tensei character. Um, it's the guy in like the black leather cap a bit halfway through the trailer. Right. Uh, that's a character called Raido Kuzanoa. I've played his game as well. He's from the Devil Summoner series. And again, that's really good. I'm looking at all that. I'm going, that's a game I like with the version i've not played and i'm still not gonna buy it but <laughs> but, oh. but it does look good i would recommend darren that if someone you know owns it
1: mm-hmm. that's only going right. to be you so it's only gonna be me
0: yeah I, and i'll put it this way it's certainly not a day one pickup for me even if i do get it right because i would sooner put persona 5 in your hands than i would Shimigami tensei okay and i know persona 5 is a lot more there's the whole School life simulator side of it, but it is far more charming and easier to control than it is this game. Right. There's a lot of mid 2000s RPG jank in uh... the Shinbigami Tensei Nocturne game. Right. And I liked it because it was more complicated Pokemon.
1: Right, okay. Today you're uh, talking.
0: Yeah, it's because you're collecting these. Because in, in persona they're personas and you've only got the characters that that one thing is linked to but your main character can swap personas mm-hmm. this is this is more if you were collecting the personas like pokemon right and it is very good um and you can merge them into new ones and you can like break them down for points and stuff like that but it's it's one of those games where i think i think now you would have to get the most out of it with a little bit of like handholdy guidance mm-hmm. kind of stuff because there's a lot of stuff that like if you're not prepared for certain fights in that game you will just get continually beat into the ground it can be punishingly difficult but it was very good the big one though was uh Shimagami tensei 5 which we've been waiting for news on that for a good couple of years actually it was announced like they said we're doing it and then nothing has been seen and we continue to see not much because we get a CG trailer that uh. tells us roughly we're dealing with some kind of demon apocalypse. That seems fun, <laughs> I guess.
1: Right. I mean if you have a distaste for CGI only trailers, get ready for Xbox. I know, right. Uh. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, were they without being dreadful though, we know what Shimigama Tensei Five is gonna play like. It's just think of a more serious version of a persona game. Right. And- persona 5 is a beautiful fucking game that's art direction is unparalleled in its series it's mm-hmm. just so good um and then i look at i look at smt 5 and i go it doesn't look bad but it doesn't look persona good
1: right and, and that's now the measuring stick by which all of us will be kind of measured against i'm guessing
0: certainly in smt yeah um because persona was the the weird bastard off child offshoot series that only weebs played um, right, and then it became a global phenomenon like four persona 4 was really popular but that was when it was still called shin Megami tensei persona 4 um persona 5 realized it didn't even need to be even remotely connected to smt and just called itself persona 5 and it went on to be i think the best selling rpg of that year that decade all that nonsense right okay it's, it's, pro- it's probably been eclipsed by um Uh, final fantasy 7 remake now i wouldn't Mm. be shocked but it when it outperforms final fantasy 15 you know you've done something right
1: fair enough i I didn't even know persona was a spin-off game so i'm behind um yeah weirdly i would say play persona instead of
0: uh, core smt now because they are good games but they are 2000s jrpg games this new one might be a reinvigoration of the series hopefully it is But I haven't seen anything, I haven't seen any gameplay to suggest that that is the case. All I know is that it's more of
1: what we've had. I do appreciate one thing about this announcement, is that it did that that thing that only ever happens on Twitter trending now, is that SMTV started trending, and by the time I got round to it people were going, "Is is Saturday morning TV coming back? (laughs) around <laughs> deck and cad Dec fell on hard times and it's time to you know get the kids tv show going again so that was fun um... <laughs> i actually posted about that on twitter oh I, I like, that's gonna be a lot of confused lo- british people uh, what because this is the problem with twitter trending now unless you're actually there in the first five minutes it just becomes this is trending? Why? And that's all that trending can show you, and I can't get to the bottom of it. So I imagine there was a lot of people who did for at least a couple of minutes. Um, I know, so I went to university with someone who worshipped that show, so I would have liked to have been there to see her excitement before it dissipated. Oh, my God, SMTV's coming back. Yay. <laughs> God, that would be a terrible show now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It'd just be sad, wouldn't it? it's just yeah when ant's not there because you know he had a friday night so <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um, oh god he just comes smashing through the back of the set i'm here <laughs> <laughs> when they do like the ant versus deck it's who can stay clean the longest exactly and they have deck to use wins. they have to use a ouija board what? to get Cat dele's career back up and running again um,
0: fucking hell she really did just disappear didn't what,
1: she what, what, I mean, hopefully she's just retired to a happy life and is just, you know, got out got out, you know, like the mafia. But I've heard most presenter types aren't like that. I cannot name you the last thing that Cat Dealy did. It kinda of felt like Holly Willoughby to- took her shtick. Yeah, you? she did. I mean she's probably just done a load of fitness DVDs. Judging by Henry Davina fitness DVDs or there must be some Cat Deeley ones. Uh Wow, we've somehow we've got from Persona five to <laughs> to a where's Cat Dealey <laughs> uh, ok so yeah it was a very disappointing direct considering there was like so many like prediction videos of like is this going to be the reveal of Metroid Prime 4 are we going to see the Breath of the Wild sequel are we going to get Pikmin 3 uh, Pikmin 4 sorry all this speculation and then it was just here's some DLC here's a shit WWE game here's a shooter no one's going to play and here's some ports that don't even bother lads why that gained them nothing unless there was rumors of they were going to do a direct nintendo went oh shit we're not doing a direct what do we do and they just called everyone they could of like can can, can you give us anything and this is what they got with like 24 hours notice that's the only reasonable explanation why you would put this out It, it does seem to smack of they got nothing and what's interesting is that
0: they've not gone for what what now microsoft have done and what playstation did and they didn't just go for one big blowout which they should have done honestly they, they well, said that there's more of these partners mm-hmm. directs in the pipeline great do
1: them all in one go give us something to watch you know maybe the only alternative is they were trying to clear the decks of all the stuff that they're obligated to tell you is coming but you know they're not particularly behind. It's not Nintendo first party. It's not going to get that much excitement. They're clearing the decks with these minis, so that when they have a direct, it is like fucking 80s cocaine level good of just pure straight Michelle Pfeiffer white gold news. Every video is a massive hype thing, and you know that that means we have to you know, we have to do a few shitty mini directs to to get to that point. But that means we'll get to like, what was that mythical direct they had once where I think it was the one where they announced uh, smash bros ultimate and like everything they did was just home run, home run, home run, home run. Maybe that's what's coming. That's hopeful, Darren. That's not the one. That's not the actual story. I believe, I believe this was, Oh no, we've been caught with our pants down. We need to put something together. Here's this, but maybe I think that's, that's the thing that they
0: didn't, it doesn't even feel like they turned up to participate it just felt like they grabbed whatever was available that people were working on because the switch is this established name now and people want to develop for it yeah and 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 now we're stuck with not that much going on and if that's the case tell us you know say the thing is, no, no company is ever going to put out something that's like, well, we haven't got much going on this year, so uh, maybe watch the other two the other instead. True. They're obviously not going to do that. Yeah. But if that's the case, what does the back end of Nintendo's year look like? We've just had Paper Mario Origami King come out. Mm-hmm. That's the last first party game I'm aware of for the rest of this year at the very least.
1: Yeah, I can't think of anything that's solidly like this is coming this year um, i mean, I mean they, they, they keep talking
0: up no more heroes 3 but that seems to have disappeared that mm, was supposed to be coming out this year we know the pokemon yeah. part 2 is coming out yeah but that's the pokemon company that's not nintendo no so what else have I they got
1: know. they also didn't announce you know the next director will be coming on this date that might have given them a bit more breathing room and people would have come a bit more slack of like okay something else is coming and if i said this will be a proper nintendo direct will be with you in the next month um because i mean we all thought it would be around e3 time because surely they must have been working on something for e3 before it got cancelled um, right admittedly he got cancelled pretty early i think that was the first major event to go like in general so maybe they hadn't even got around to planning that and then didn't bother but what would they have done if E3 had happened? They wouldn't have run this shit. There would have been something there. But maybe. There would have been at least a couple first parties in a Smash yeah. character, at the very least. Maybe it's just. It's at the point now where. They could show you stuff, but they'd be showing it to you for the sake of showing it to you. It would be another video from the Breath of the Wild sequel. Maybe the first glimpse of a video from Metroid Prime 4. But they've got nothing more substantial than that. So why bother to put that out when we can't deliver dates we can't deliver anything more substantial than what's already out there when we can afford to wait because you know it's a weird time we're living in at the moment we've got two consoles that are going to dominate the news cycle no matter what we do Eh, they put min min out that's probably enough to kind of keep them going for a little bit i think well, yeah they need they need to
0: have that fighters pass wrapped up by christmas next year so yeah i don't know that's making me nervous they only just got um the previous fires past done on time yeah so i am very nervous about them finishing the smash dlc and then obviously we don't know what other studios are doing we know the pokemon company is going full steam ahead on anything that they can get their grubby hands on at the moment Yep. so you know all the mobile games and obviously snap which looks incredible that's that says something doesn't it that the game the most the game I most want to play this year for Nintendo is a game that's not even coming out this year, and it's Pokemon Snap.
1: It's a Nintendo 64... Uh, well, not port, necessarily, but sequel to an N64 game that yep. was the niches of niche. Um, but how it's strange times we're living in. Right. Now, this kind of made it clear that if Xbox can put together something really good, they're going to... We don't know anything playstation um equivalent that's coming anytime soon they could have a really good plan here of like really gaining some ground on the ps5 with this announcement i this is true yeah i don't think this was better than the one they did previously i'll give them that but i don't think it was a home run it wasn't a home run it was better than the switch
0: one by a country mile but there wasn't Something on this that made me think Jesus Christ I cannot wait to play this Even though there was a, a surprising amount That I am actually going to end up playing um, Because there were some really good parts of this And then some really confusing parts of this But we'll get into it We'll start from the top shall we Yes So they opened with the reason that everybody was watching Which was <laughs> That's a fair gamble in it By not leaving that till the very end To get people to watch the whole thing yeah um but yeah they started with halo infinite um now there are three platforms that they are launching this game on and three platforms across all of them not all the games but potentially up to three platforms being series x xbox one and pc Mm -hmm. uh halo infinite's coming out for all three of them it's also going to be available on game pass and they showed an extended gameplay demo this is coming out this year and i think that Mm -hmm. is actually looking close to done i'm 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 happy with how this looks to be honest there's been a weird controversy about the graphics for this game how it looks a bit too a little bit too action figure-esque but my my question is what's wrong with color
1: (laughs) what's wrong with having a shooter that isn't murky and brown you know i i don't get it some people are just never happy um yeah it did I, i admit it to me this just looked like a halo game but I think that's what people wanted anyway. I don't think they're looking for massive innovation out of this series. They just want more Halo things to do. Um, well, there was um, there was some trouble with Halo 5 being that you didn't play as
0: Master Chief. Right. Um, and they tried to kind of like... Well, what they do with Halo 5 is they made Master Chief the villain and you were playing some other dude who had been retroactively added into events. Ah. So all the halo fans hated halo 5 they saw halo 4 as the last good one and even then halo 4 is not great um but halo infinite is returning to sort of like the greener pastures at the start of the franchise it's it's set entirely on one of the rings which is cool you're playing as chief again and it looks like it looks like if they made halo 1 in 2020 and i don't have a
1: problem with that right oh it's open world as well which is a bit weird yeah, that was a bit strange. OK, so there is some new stuff in there. I'll give them that. But I i may not be the right person to talk about this. It looked good, I think. And you're right, the, the pop of colour they've given it, I think that would only just benefit the shooting because it's easy to distinguish what you need to shoot, which is quite critical to a, a shooting game. And that's not always been, you know... Like, even The Last of Us 2, that can occasionally be a problem because... you're in dark environments, people are quite murky, I know that adds to the atmosphere but it's not ideal and I think yeah that pop of colour gave it maybe a little bit of, not an artificial look I can kind of see where people are coming from a little bit of it, it did look a bit pop arty but I'm okay with that, it's a nice it's a nice visual style to go with and if that's the one change they're going to make I'm sure people will get over it pretty quick when they can just jump in warthogs and shoot stuff well this is it they've added far
0: better traversal than um the previous games had because the the cars in the old games handle like dog shit let's be real i know people like the warthog but they handle like fucking dog shit so they have looks like they've changed up the cars a little bit and they've given master chief a grappling hook this time which just seems to be this generation's thing so that's fine okay cool um, but it just looks like more halo and honestly if it's back to what the old halo games were like you know halo one through three that's that's a pretty near perfect trilogy mm-hmm. they're all really fucking good games especially halo 3 that is it's a crown jewel on the um 360 so if this is even slightly aping that it, yeah. it it'll do gangbusters and it's on game pass darren which means i get to play it
1: i mean that is a big dick move i i I think it was smart to front-load with this, because this is the biggest selling point, is if you get... All you need to do to enjoy Xbox Series X on day one is get that and get the Microsoft Game Pass, and you get this, and you'll get whatever first-party things are coming out, which you know is what you really in it for at the end of the day if you're picking a console. Well, we well, exclusives. we may as well say it now. Every single game they showed is on Game Pass. Yeah, so that's probably their strongest selling point and this especially this that's gonna that is a system seller no doubt about it is you get to play the brand new halo not for free but for a set price you get this plus everything else you see in this video not day one i don't know if they gave like release dates for everything in this i wasn't paying particular attention but this Um... is a launch title right this is going to be
0: a series x launch title yet um it just says holiday 2020 as they've not announced they've even with this presentation they've still not announced a release date of the series x itself so yeah. we still don't know when this is coming most well current reports and rumors say that both of these consoles both the ps5 and the xbox is series x are launching in october right i don't see that happening although it does actually make the most sense in, in a normal year Releasing in October means you can have three spikes of sales. You can have launch day, you can have Black Friday, and you can have Christmas week. Yeah. So that would have been perfect, but this is not a normal year. It is not. And and I don't see any of these consoles getting three separate
1: spikes. No. But I will say on their part, because, I mean, PlayStation 5, you've got Spider-Man Miles and Morales, which we, we've got pegged as a launch. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that was definitively said this will be available day one. Maybe they've got something left in the bag that will be available on day one. I Maybe. don't see it being as big as as big a deal as Halo. So no. this the, the is... only
0: the only thorn in the side of Halo Infinite is that it's also on Xbox One. So yeah. if you own the previous hardware, you can play you can play this game. You might not be able to play it in the optimized for Series X version, but if you own an Xbox if you own an xbox one x or if you own what i own which is the all digital s you can still play it in 4k hdr you just might not have the full thing yeah. that series x can do but we still don't know what the series x can do this is the now, thing we've, we, we've seen presumably these demos were running on the series x in order to sell it i don't see a discernible difference between that and when i'm playing games in 4k at the minute
1: no joe you know and i'm real real fucking sick of why everyone is trying to track down this bloke called ray because every (laughs) game is mentioning it like we've got the best ray tracing technology and i'm like why can't we find this guy ray it didn't seem that hard oh my god i do not like i i i get that these videos for the most part are not for the casual gaming audience i understand that this is more for the you know industry ties people who are in tune with what's happening Good God, on my that they've been smacking them over the head with ray tracing, frame rates, and all this shite that does not matter. At the end of the day, it does not critically impact on my enjoyment of a game. And it's, mm. it's. I think this is the problem of the kind of leveling, the plateauing of just what we can do with video game graphics is starting to ease out. Because I mean, you look at the jump from PlayStation One to PlayStation Two, gigantic leap forward. Oh yeah. And I'd say, you know, it, then it lessens off of every console. And this is the same here. I'm not saying that playing it on the, the Series X won't look better than playing it on Xbox One. Just the same as it playing something on PS4 and PS5, there'll be a difference. But it's not that big of a leap forward. Which means they've had to pivot into giving you more... Like the reason for doing it is not, fucking look how good this looks. It's It runs faster. I, I still don't know what, uh, what... Everyone's like, oh, it's 60 FPS. I'm like i don't know what that means i know what it means but i i i don't get they for just twitchy 18 year olds playing you know shooters frame rate matters to them i understand that but it doesn't matter to me which is why i'm a little bit disengaged with the hype a little bit i think i get where you're coming from i, I i'm not a frame rate snob but i do understand
0: hmm. i do get why people would want stable 60 frames per second whenever possible because it is just more fluid. But there's a fine line between it being hyper-realistic, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. it, this is too smooth to even emulate reality smooth. Yeah. I've had that on some games, and it just doesn't feel right. Some games, you need it. Mm. Anything that's kind of high-precision. Like shooters, so honestly, I do get why Halo would want this. Yes. But but I'm just looking at the list of everything else they announced. There's a lot of shit in here that doesn't fucking need it. No. It's nice to have but it's not it's certainly not going to be the be all and end all of the game. Weirdly, we focus a lot on graphics and having it in
1: the highest resolution without yeah. forgetting we also need a good art direction to go along with it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the problem is they're trying to sell you on tech specs, not is this game fun, which is the only question that really matters at the end of the day. And I feel like they've just again I know it, when they're going to be sending this to the casual audiences, that's what they're going for. But I feel like I come out of each of these little presentations of each individual game, knowing more about its frame rate and all this business. The one thing that will blow me over is tell me on load times are more good. The load times in Ghost of Tsushima are unbelievably quick. They're so good. Right? The fast travel. It, like, apparently, on PS4 Pro they've had to artificially extend the load times because people couldn't read the tips fast enough. So they've had to actually extend it fast. It had to slow down its loading artificially because it was going too quickly. Because both me and you are playing it on regular PS4s, aren't we? We don't have pros. Yeah, old-ass PS4, and it's loading ridiculously
0: quickly. Oh, my God. Look, this is the thing. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima now. We both are. And that game runs solidly it's incredibly fun and has an art style to fucking die for and i think well that's it isn't it that's what we were aiming for it's this and spider-man in terms of enjoyment and art direction that Mm -hmm. make games fun and then i look at the offering here and yeah sure i'll play halo i ain't got to pay for it i'll play it i like halo but then we'll move on shall we because yes. i feel like these points matter more against the next couple of games
1: mm-hmm.
0: so we go into state of decay 3 um that is exclusively on the xbox series x for consoles but also on pc no gameplay shown, just a cgi trailer and no date um state of decay 3 well st- i tell you now state of decay 3 will not look like that like mm-hmm. if you've watched anybody play state of decay or played it yourself you know that that's not what that game looks like so couldn't give a fuck to be honest it's a, it's a, isn't it a top down it's a top down isometric survival game and they made it look like the fucking last of us yep uh all right. yep, because because art is dead art is a lie nothing is real so fuck that game uh forza motorsport so dropping the numbers
1: mm-hmm. going
0: for just forza motorsport which was the name of the first game so we're doing this shit again so if you want to google forza motorsport you go decide between the presumably the 2021 version and yeah. the original that's fun uh, again not coming to xbox one uh, but is on series x and pc at least they showed the game running in engine yeah and it looks good but racing games are just very easy to make look good that yeah. looks like a car
1: you it's... won't see a single console release in history that didn't have either its first or second game a racing game to show you the graphics that it can pull off that is just i think it's in the contract of all video console reveals that it's needed and i mean again i've not played a forza it looks fine it looks good i imagine it's quite fun to play
0: the thing is it's gran turismo it's xbox's gran turismo yeah the the best forza game is the forza horizon series because that that's more like a classic Need for speed or burnout game and they're f- and the thing is they're not bad looking games i'm playing four to horizon four in 4k it's fucking gorgeous to look at but it's fun it's it, it tells you why it's fun it's like here's the vast amount of things you will do in this open world driving game here's all the courses you can go on you can go and scout out courses before you race them if you want to but also you one of the things they put boss battles in the fucking game <laughs> at one point right. like someone rolls up in a hovercraft and races you it's incredible
1: sweet awesome this is not going to be that because again this is gran turismo this is where humor comes to die and yeah. we're going to have a very serious race with very serious people um but again stand i get it it looks great it was the next game i'm, I'm not intended to buy a series x but this is the first one that at least piqued my interest of like well this looks interesting because interesting art direction. Yeah, exactly. So, this was Everwild, which is going to be the new game from uh, Rare. Um, and I oh, think yeah, this. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So, I think this was probably the most interesting game they showed. It was essentially spiritual Breath of the Wild. But. Yeah, you playing as some kind of shaman, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's more about nature, and kind of using animals to kind of, you know, being in tune with animals and all this good stuff. Which, you know, isn't really, not, you know, a big part of Breath of the Wild at all, it's more fighting demons. But, I like the art style, I like, I mean, don't there was no gameplay here, this was a CGI trailer, but as far as that goes, it got across the art direction, it gave hints that you're going to be using your animal partners to kind of help you in the game, so they show you this big fucking walrus looking thing like tearing down trees for you um and all this type of stuff it was the most interesting game there and i mean rare has pedigree so that also helped um that's true but it is the kind of it's not the same pedigree that made banjo kazooie that
0: it's a different team i mean i've played sea of thieves which was their last game Mm. and it's fine it's better when you've got people to play with but i can't fault how you know how it functions it's a very well functioning game i don't know if ever
1: wild's a, a multiplayer or not what do you think well they seem to be focusing mainly on the on the lead woman but there were different humans there so they, i mean there's a chance but this thing with the cgi we don't know you know what type of a game exactly this will be maybe you're right it is a multiplayer kind of geared experience um i'd be more interested in it as a solo adventure because i think then you can really explore the story and get into all the quite spiritual things they're seemingly going for it i don't know if that necessarily suits that that seems like that needs a deft hand of storytelling which is not multiplayer's arena really um but we'll see i i would have appreciated some gameplay but that's a sentence i could say for a lot of these things (laughs) that's true wouldn't well, that be nice to be able to see what the gameplay is like? But again, they didn't give a, a a date on this, which I have to question because I think right now you're still trying to sell people on buying this when it launches. I I, I you should be putting, you know already what your launch lineup is. They already know, at least unless plans change, they know what date it's coming out and what's going to be available day one. This is the time to be pushing those as hard as you can. I think even if you have to retread games we already know are coming out, that's fine. I think you save this for like later on in the year, like maybe if this, you know, games like this, you can put this out um, either just after the launch, just before the launch, something like that. Front load it with games we know we're going to be able to play because it's all well and good seeing this and then going, well, that looks brilliant, but if it's not coming out for a year, that's not selling your console. No, it isn't. This is it's not so much a problem as that they don't.
0: Have games for the series x they do they've showed some off what they don't have is dates for the games for the series x yep um i was i was telling you wasn't i that there was i read an interview that it's saying that there is no solely series x games as in it's on the series x and nothing else not even pc for two years which That's is mad. just a terrible thing to say when you're trying to sell a brand new machine
1: that's just it's great for people who've got xbox One. Oh yeah perfect i oh god i it could work admittedly because if it's just not a buying market at the moment at least they'll have the games to rely on to bring in that money whereas if ps you know if the ps4 once ghost no ghost Shimmer is with us i mean i know we've still got third party things to come off but sony is now going to be moving away from that you won't get any sony um Sony owned studio games coming out on that. I don't I don't think can't think of anything else that's no, meant to be. No, that is out. the last
0: exclusive. The, the for me, the the last two
1: games of this generation are Crash Four and Cyberpunk and that's yeah. it. So other than like third party games, that Sony is now moving on to the PS5. That could work because that will definitely boost console sales, it's whether that balances out what Xbox is doing, because we just don't know what type of economy we're gonna be living in. Christ, is going to get sad. We don't know what type of economy we're going to be living in, in, you know, in a few months' time when these are meant to be coming out. It could actually be a masterstroke on Microsoft's part, that they go, well, yes, the Series X didn't sell as well as we'd hoped, but Halo Infinite's done gangbusters on both. Um, you know, whatever else they're going to be bringing in has done gangbusters on both. That's actually helped us. We've just, we've been able to keep games um, sales pretty high, and, even though the Xbox Series 1 hasn't done great. Whereas Sony, if they're backing their horse to the hilt and people just don't pick it up to the extent they were hoping to, that might be a little difficult. I don't think, don't be wrong, I don't foresee either of them going into business based on this. It'll just be interesting to see kind of will that work in Microsoft's favour in terms of, you know, all these people with the um, Xbox One playing their games, getting excited, seeing all these Xbox Series games come in, knowing, well, If this is the standard of game we can expect on the new console, when exclusives do roll around, we're happy to jump over. Or will Sony have gained the leg up by, you know, outselling Xbox initially because you can only get these games on PlayStation Five, and then just kind of never letting that lead drop by just keep going with the series. I'm rambling at this point because I'm not an economist, but (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see.
0: You're exactly right though. But to to me, that kind of seems like two different approaches. Now that we've had these two big events from companies that aren't called Nintendo um, about how they're going to be handling this next generation. And for Xbox, what it seems like to me is they know that they failed with the Xbox one. This generation was catastrophic compared to what they were doing with the Xbox 360. This is why the game pass makes so much sense. It's okay. People can buy the Xbox one for cheap. I personally paid 80 pounds for it new so you know Mm -hmm. um it was it was a goodbye and then you pick the game pass up because you think well i've got to have it so um like uh xbox live i'm going to play online oh it's only a bit more to have the game pass i'll have the game pass which is interesting because they're now getting rid of xbox live sorry xbox live gold um for 12 months you can't buy that up subscription And they've announced that their xCloud gaming thing... It won't be called xCloud when it launches. But at the moment, with Game Pass, you get access to download the games. So regardless, you still need it on your console's memory to play it. Fine. I prefer it that way. But they are doing a Stadia-like streaming service where you can then access games without downloading them. And that's coming to Game Pass Ultimate, which is the level I'm on. So I can try that out. If that's what they're doing then we've got three very different approaches and we might have actually achieved some form of harmony in the gaming sphere where you buy a PlayStation to play their first-party exclusives that are nowhere else. You buy an Xbox console for the streaming capabilities and the Game Pass services rather than buying their physical discs, which, as we all know, the gaming industry have been trying to kill off for fucking years, so Mm -hmm. that'll serve them well. And then you've got Nintendo, which is the all-around family console with the you know mario zelda metroid pokemon all the stuff that you want to play that you have been playing for years and also all the the ports and indies and stuff like that
1: they've got a lockdown on that that to and me spells equilibrium but i don't know and if you don't like money you can get a stadia
0: <laughs> if you don't like playing games that you know if you don't <laughs> like uh, if you like paying for games that you then don't
1: own you can get stadia wouldn't that be fantastic bless google for putting the boat in because they simply don't care because they could they could afford to lose billions of dollars on the stadium and it wouldn't even scratch the surface it's it's good they've used their fuck fuck you money to um, at least try a streaming only console but uh yeah uh right what was next
0: what was next after that was tell me why um this is a game from the creators of life is strange which might explain why my note says life is strange when your mom tries to kill you um oh, that God, does
1: this seem to be the, the story this is designed this is builders oh it's a playable drama and i could not have got distracted fast enough like nope i mm-hmm.
0: mean it's in engine
1: it looks exactly
0: the same graphics as uh, life is strange 2 right. so if you like if you like that kind of thing you can pick it up uh in august that's when chapter one comes out um for pc xbox one and later down the line series x as well
1: oh is it serialized
0: yeah, it, well, all of these games are. They come out in Fuck chapters.
1: Fuck that. Could not give less of a poop about that type of thing. But, <laughs> you know, for those people who want to buy that, you just you carry on. Bless your heart.
0: And uh, moving on to a small one before we get to another big one. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps will launch on Xbox Series X. So that's another launch day title. But it's a game that came out a couple of weeks ago. So, meh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's- got slightly better graphics it probably will it, if anything I think they'll work on kind of the color palette and the particle effects but mm-hmm. the Ori games are already so well done with that kind of painting style of uh of, of graphics they've got it's it's already a beautiful game if they're, they're going to make it more shimmery and, and shiny I'm okay with that I'd be absolutely fine with that any game that you've purchased previously if it says that it supports the smart delivery you just get the series x version the first time you turn on your series x that includes this that includes halo infinite and a couple of other games that are coming out at the moment which honestly is the right way of doing it and i'm glad that playstation copied it
1: yep that's pretty cool that is a that is a nice touch for them to do because like i said if it comes to the xbox approach it turns out people are buying it for xbox one they've still got incentive to go to Series X because they can see in better graphics. They can have all their games that they've been enjoying conveniently moved over there. I think that's actually a good plus in in doing it the Microsoft way, in that people feel like they can actually just go and set their Xbox One away and pack it up in the, to the loft because they get to play all the most relevant games anyway.
0: And the vast majority of their library that they already own as well. Yeah. And then improved. So... To, to be honest, the, the more we talk about this, the more this does make some sense. But it just, I worry that uh, because because the Game Pass is such a good idea, it's the one good thing that Microsoft have done this entire generation, and I worry that this has now become like the 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 way that they're going to try and exploit people again, <laughs> because we already we already have you know paying for online services, no matter what you think of that microsoft started it and everybody else copied them yeah i I worry that this is where we're going with game pass
1: but but i do actually think the game pass is worth the price you pay so what do i know it is the only thing i would consider is, is getting the first party one because like if my worry is it then becomes like it's like the streaming arms race in tv at the moment is that everyone thinks that they've got the content necessary to to have their own streaming service and people just don't have that amount of disposable income to do that. So I wouldn't want it going too far where it's like, right, I've got the Xbox Game Pass, the Ubisoft Game Pass, the EA Game Pass, the who else, Valve Steam um, Game Pass, etc. And I, I worry as we get away from discs, that's what people are going to be trying to drive you towards. And that's not great. It's not. Although if it comes to it, the only things that you can pick up
0: on disc, the only games that you'll have to pay full price for are third-party games, most of which is shit anyway. It might actually uh, sort the wheat from the chaff, but I-, I don't know. It remains to be seen. It does, right? um Was it avowed next? Uh, it was certainly part of the kind of Obsidian corner. They they yep. announced a an add-on for the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds is a fantastic game, so I'm happy to pay- play more of that. Mm-hmm. I-, I am down um also the eight worlds is coming to series x uh, when it launches as well so that's another launch game
1: mm-hmm.
0: potentially uh, but it's out on xbox one at the minute that's that i actually played the eight worlds on game pass on xbox one so i'm happy to see more of that coming out in september then they showed off grounded which i've actually pre-installed on my xbox one because oh. i think it looks interesting that's the one where you're the i'll put it in brackets as the borrower's survival game <laughs>
1: Oh, they, we tried to make a Honey I Shrunk the Kids video game but couldn't get the license, so he's grounded. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, I will at least try it out because that is at least something different. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. That's coming out on July 28th. So by the time you listen to this, it might actually be out. Mm-hmm. So if you've got Game Pass, go play it. Um, then they showed off Avowed, which is a world premiere of their Series X and PC exclusive game. As far as we know, this... Oh, no, they bought Obsidian, didn't they? Uh,
1: (laughs) yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, so this will be a Series X exclusive. This will not be on PlayStation 5. It seems to be some kind of Elder Scrolls Witcher clone thing. We don't know how it plays, although it's looking very Skyrim-like. Yeah. Um, Showed off a CG trailer, and again,
1: no date. Uh, Yeah, it couldn't be more. We're trying to be... um the elder scrolls 6 to the punch which i'm okay with because
0: obsidian have made the best fallout game so you know i'd be okay with that i probably would play this if i was picking up a series x Mm. i don't think i'm picking up a series x so it might be one of those ones i kind of admire from a distance much like i did with you know the halo games and uh rare replay uh the gears games basically all the the good first party xbox one games from this year from this generation the few that there was were the ones that i was looking at with kind of like, oh maybe someday and then i got the cheap xbox but this might be one of those because obsidian know their shit when it comes to um first part uh, first person rpgs as shown with the outer worlds incredible game so
1: yeah. i would be interested if i saw some gameplay and we didn't yeah i mean i will give them this when they started to like ramp up they got to weirdly the ones that had longer videos had no gameplay the ones that did have gameplay had shorter videos Mm. because we kind of got to like a bit of a montage section um that had like tetris effects come in um we saw destiny 2's coming and he's going to get like um i don't know if it was exclusive content or like first run content they're going to get on xbox series x uh well with destiny
0: 2 and tetris, tetris effect uh neither of those will be exclusive um destiny 2 is coming to xbox series x and game pass as well uh with all of its expansions so actually that is the best way to play destiny 2 is via the game pass um what was this uh, game pass ultimate members will also get access to a full streaming version when that launches mm-hmm. um and then obviously destiny 2 are coming out with yet another expansion called destiny 2 beyond light which is available in november so that to me says that that will be available in the launch window for series x but nice. right but because destiny 2 is also on the playstation 4 it's also going to ah. be there too cool um, and, and same with tetris effect that's a sequel to test sorry tetris effect connected it's a sequel um ah. it's available on series x um xbox one pc it will be on the game pass obviously they showed gameplay and tetris tetris effect is a critically lauded game um and they've now added multiplayer but that will be multi-platform i guarantee it
1: like multiplayer like the uh, tetris 99
0: um on a on a a smaller scale than 99 it seems it it seemed to show off at least four player but might be more than that but they they said that there will be a full story player campaign which is interesting okay but but it's tetris effect it it, very good art style very good music
1: and you know the gameplay because it's tetris Uh, so that'll do well that'll do really well there's quite a few here that i i'm I'm reading them on a piece of paper i i barely remember them like there was a warhammer game uh yeah yeah see who gives a shit
0: literally Um, nobody
1: it might be a launch title it might not it's based on warhammer
0: 40k it's called dark tide uh it's not interestingly dark tide is only coming to series x and pc right now but because it's a warhammer
1: 40k game it will come to ps5 fair enough um you've got there's the medium which was like the um the dual worlds, it wasn't really a platform, I don't know what you would describe it as like ah, a weird horror game. I guess it would be because some kind of
0: survival, alternate reality survival horror, yeah. Um, but it, it 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 reminded me of a way out, if you remember that.
1: Uh, yeah, I remember the uh, the two geezers escaping prison,
0: yeah, because it, yeah, it looked yeah. like the action would be presented on screen like a way out but you're actually controlling both yeah both things at the same time but in different spaces
1: yeah which honestly that looks really interesting it was one of the more interesting games and i'm glad it had gameplay to kind of show off that ju- i mean dual world mechanics nintendo did them to death in the 2000s yeah, uh, and have kind true. of eased off them there. so it's fair enough microsoft the you know it's, it's open season do what you will well it's um, more so that they're um they're
0: generating the graphics for both for two separate maps at the same time
1: yeah which is that's that, pretty impressive that's commendable so, um that's the type of thing you need to be pushing don't tell me about pissing ray tracing tell me about gameplay innovations you can only do on this console because of the new power levels surely this is what they should be doing right. but
0: like every other interesting game on this list there's no date so we can't no. get
1: suitably excited for it but they sony and microsoft both did dual world in very different ways this was super serious survival (laughs) horror here's ratchet and clank smashing through time (laughs) yeah and yet weirdly both look as interesting as an
0: exciting as each other so yeah i'll give it uh stalker 2 i don't remember that stalker is one of those incredibly serious simulation games um It's they're most often set in and around kind of like a Chernobyl kind of situation. Oh yeah, they focus mostly on stealth, but also incredibly realistic shooting mechanics. So they've, there's been a lot of Stalker games, but this is like a, a numbered sequel, which I think has been, not happened yet. Hence Stalker Two. Fair enough. It's coming to Series X. I don't think it will be an exclusive, but I don't know. Um, obviously it's going to be on the game pass uh it was a cg trailer and obviously there is no date uh there's a couple we missed actually there is um as dusk falls which really riled me up um it's coming to series x and pc as well as game pass it was the one that has the 3d rendered backgrounds and yet for some reason the characters exist inside a fucking animatic oh yeah oh that looked dire I just, I just didn't know what the fuck that game was, wow. other than another one of these interactive dramas. And that's coming from me, and I like them. So if I'm getting annoyed by it, what the fuck's it doing wrong?
1: I don't. I, somebody must be playing these. Because, I mean, we also had this in the PlayStation one with that fucking... Um... Teenage don't... anime dinosaur thing. Oh,
0: don't remind me of Goodbye Dinosaur High or whatever that the fuck. That was
1: it. Goodbye. Was it Apocalypse High or something? I don't know. But yes, no. Bullshit. Some bullshit. <laughs> some bullshit with dinosaurs. Um, So, oh, wait, did we miss the gunk? We did miss the gunk. AKA, what if Super Mario uh, Sunshine was a linear platformer? <laughs> Directed by Tim Burton. I'm okay with that but that's the thing i know how that
0: game plays so i could i could get used to some kind of weird goo based action platformer
1: that seems fine to me i'm into that um oh yeah double fine had a game didn't they
0: they did which one was theirs uh but but, but, but. oh
1: that's it of course it is yeah Uh, Um, that's not an exclusive ah right okay fair enough i i didn't i haven't played psychonauts um it's good but it's a 2000s playstation 2 game so you know it was the golden age of platformers incredibly niche pick but i mean double find have always been incredibly niche and some have managed to get by um they're owned by microsoft so i don't think they're gonna be niche for very much longer but uh well this has got to be their their last multi-platform game surely i'd have thought so yeah they must have been so deep in production that they couldn't yeah, it'd be, it'd be a waste of money to pivot to just being exclusive, I guess. But maybe they'll get a timed exclusive. That seems to be the way things are going at the minute. Well, let me double check actually. Oh my god, it's actually an exclusive. Oh, holy
0: shit! It's actually the the first game that Double Fine will publish as an Xbox Game Studio. It's coming out on PC, Mac for some reason, Xbox One and Series X, and that's it. Oh no, it's still like PlayStation Four is in there, but uh-huh. it, it might not. I put it this way, it's not in the it's not in the byline but yep. it is in platforms on wikipedia right. so oh will they drop the playstation 4 version of this game will I mean, they do that
1: i don't imagine it's going to be a massively selling game anyway so maybe yeah they do take the i don't know hope we don't know how different the hardware is if it's really easy to co-develop it for both systems or if you know they've got to do a a fair amount of work that's going to cost them millions to get it on the on the ps4 as well ps4 ps5 as well don't know but
0: ah here we go so um in june 2019 double fine was acquired by microsoft to be an xbox game studio despite the sales double fine stated that psychonauts 2 will still be announced on all previously announced platforms and not exclusive to microsoft platforms uh in a 2020 interview prior to the acquisition they were at a point where they had to cut boss fights out of the game due to a lack of funds but were able to add them back after microsoft bought them okay well that's interesting so whatever double find do next will be their first xbox
1: exclusive right so that's interesting sweet i think is that everything other than the one they'd saved till the end let me take a look. We've
0: oh, they showed off a couple of minutes of Senua's saga, Hellblade two. Um, yep. Uh, the only thing that they revealed is that the setting is Iceland. We've this had a very I... Iceland heavy summer. Oh yeah, we have, haven't we? <laughs> it's been strange. Such a small, uninvaded country is, uh, has been the highlight of the uh, of the
1: world. Really. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have I haven't played Senua hellblade send you a sacrifice but i've heard good things i am playing it at the moment and it's very ah. good it is very um i would
0: say that's probably one of the best audio designs i've seen in a game well heard specifically um it's really fucking good it's really really fucking good and
1: if it's just more of that cool i am i'm on board because does it like go into like a bit of like psychological stuff like um like she's not doing well she-
0: I'm not sure which specific disorder she has, but if I said something along the lines of you are playing as a character with either schizophrenia or dementia, I would be on the right right lines. Um, But it is not tasteless at all. It is very well done. Awesome. Um, Oh, last two things before we talk about the big one because this is just literally just two sentences uh they are putting out um, dlc for fantasy star online two. that's cool for all the people who play that uh-huh. and there is a story mode for crossfire x uh, no
1: one cares sweet now i must admit the big thing they announced at the end i have never played this series of games oh, again it was on xbox I, I but i suspected that you were going to be excited oh boy <laughs> so fable's back fable is back in POC form um <laughs> so i mean again cgi trailer we can't really go off much more than that but i mean i knew how big of a deal because this felt like one of their like big franchises then just completely died a death out of nowhere um and, yeah, and fable, kind of went away fables
0: now skipped an entire generation it, it what what happened is is that fable was developed by lionhead studios which was um the home of famous liar peter molyneux yeah um who who, he was like he would make insane promises about his games like if you dropped an acorn um in now this is when he was talking about fable one he was like if you drop an acorn in the game you can come back as your character ages and see the tree grow in real time I'm like fuck off you're on an Xbox 1 not an Xbox what mm-hmm. this is going to get confusing isn't it um yeah you're an on the original, original... Xbox yeah. yeah like there's no way the original Xbox can do that and of course it couldn't um, but if you take them as really fun well-humored RPG light games then they're really fucking good they're really fucking good i my favorite is fable 2 because that kind of felt like it kind of watered down the rpg elements at a time where i wasn't mad into them and made it really easy to understand and then they kind of ramped that back up in fable 3 with the the kind of the town management sim stuff but they're all really really good games now obviously lionhead studios doesn't exist anymore so i oh shit who's making this new one i want to say it was Sunbreeze, but i'm not entirely sure who it is i am going to double check uh
1: i think it's Playground
0: oh it's playground that'll be interesting uh,
1: hang on fable 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 fable. oh i've just read it where's it gone um oh son of a fudge <laughs> yeah it's a playground games highly anticipated fable reboot okay. what your playground make i feel like they've made something they, they've made the Forza horizon games ah right. that,
0: that is very good that is i mean very good that's a bit of a leap
1: yeah, but, from... if,
0: but Falls of Horizon understands the fun in driving. Right, okay. And it certainly understands character and humour. So they are right. a great fit for Fable.
1: I mean, to be fair, I didn't know how uh, Guerrilla were going to do coming off of um, uh, Killzone to do Horizon, and it worked really well. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, I... It just seems like, because I, I, I knew it was tainted at some point, by a very bad game and then just kind of went away i i this isn't a system seller for me but i mean i'm happy it's back
0: yeah fables had a really weird history so the first game was great the second game was great the third game was great and then the xbox one happened and they well not even that the Kinect happened and then they uh... released that weird motion tracking fable the journey which was dreadful then they, it looked like they were going to have that big Xbox One game called Fable Legends, which was going to be this kind of third person shooter-esque uh, four player co-op game with oh. like an evolving world thing. So you would all share each other's story modes. And then they cancelled it. So ah. so so that, that never happened. It looked good. Like art design wise, it looked fucking incredible, um, but never came to be. So if this is going back to being a single-player RPG, and it's being made by the people who make incredibly fun racing games, fuck yeah, I'm down. I want to see- There is, there is no other reason I would want a Series X other than this new Fable. I right. wouldn't buy it for this for a new Halo. I wouldn't buy it for Stalker. I wouldn't buy it for anything else that they showed off. I would want to know how good this one is. This is the one to keep your eye on
1: fair enough yeah i think it was a smart because you, you were saying I, I wouldn't open with this just because again it's not anything substantial they haven't got the date they haven't got gameplay but as a closer as a oh one more thing i think this is the best they could have done because we know there's not a new gear anytime soon unless they're doing a port of the one that's currently on xbox one with like you know new campaign stuff new whatever this felt like the one they had in their back pocket that they can show off and get people excited about because they just, they've just they they've missed it, you know what I mean? They haven't been able to play a new uh, Fable game for so long that this feels like the right type of tease. You know, most of these games, they're new IPs, we don't give a crap about them, a little CGI trailer and no date is not going to do all that much to stoke the flames of interest in the Series X. This does. I'll give them that at the very least. Which, I mean, I think overall it was a much better step forward, um, I I still think uh, maybe the next one is the one where they say right here's the date we're going to talk more about what the console can do and we're going to have like maybe just five games we're going to show off but they're all launch titles here all of them running on Xbox Series X. I think that's now the next step. I would have taken that first and then done the kind of you know long term planning one that this was second. But I'm not a I'm not a PR person, so do what you want. No, they they certainly put themselves
0: in better stead than they did the first time they showed off the xbox one because that was lifeless yep that was do you like tv and the connect in your game console like no no i don't i don't want
1: that. no they, I'll, I'll give them that they haven't touched on anything multimedia yet at all so kudos for that at the very least i mean if we'd have got any free presentation we would have had at least 10 minutes dedicated to that shite but um they've kind of had to streamline things here
0: it's actually worked out in their favour. Thinking yeah. about it, this has been a much stronger showing because they've been limited to showing off gameplay demos and trailers, which is the entire reason people watch these things anyway. I'm not going to say I won't miss the the antics of things going wrong on stage. I really love the cheesiness of E3, mm-hmm. but this this gets to the point a little bit better. Yeah. Only I certainly think it's there's... only going to benefit Xbox because their stage shows were the worst for that
1: shit. God, they were, weren't they? I mean, Nintendo could occasionally pull out all-time Hall of Fame blunders, but, <laughs> yeah, Xbox, Microsoft just consistently had bad... I mean, nothing's as bad as Ubisoft presentations. <laughs> well, nothing's as bad
0: as Ubisoft in general, as it turns out.
1: Oh, boy. Looking forward to that next Ubisoft forward. That's going to be... Uh, oh, God. ...enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> i will say this i'm looking at like my ps4 collection there's so many ubisoft games in there that i now know were made under the less than ideal circumstances um yeah it's it's a little bit go. depressing isn't it a little bit yeah but uh well i mean to be fair we can chuck that in real quick cause we did get an ubisoft forward uh since the last time we did a bit of sweet. um we had the official far Cry 6 uh we've Giancarlo, gus from uh breaking bad Giancarlo um, esposito yeah that's him yeah uh which again CJ trailer can't really say much about it but they're clearly ignoring you know the apocalypse that happened in far cry 5 <laughs> uh we just be, unless that just happened in america and they're so insulated they didn't bother to just leave america and go back to what was normal you know the rest of the world um that isn't a very Amer- very american thing to do to be fair um yeah that's true. was that they showed. Uh, apparently, Skull and Bones is being reworked into a Battle Royale game. Fucking kill me. Uh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> you were we... the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> You're to be balanced to pirate games, not leaving in darkness. <laughs> um, yeah, we had. I mean, again, it was just showing off. They showed off a fair amount of Watch Dogs Legion, which was the only thing that got my girlfriend's attention at all uh, in that presentation. Um, I'd I still. I'd been burnt by Watch Dogs, so i i am not ready to get back into bed with that unless that gets really good uh did you play watch dogs 2 no admittedly i haven't i think it was on i think i've got it in my library i think it was a ps plus game at one point but uh
0: might have been i did play it and it was really quite fun right but i i enjoyed that as much as i did because i didn't pay for it um so that might have something to do with it but -hmm. at least i mean we now know what ubisoft is like as a company yeah. But I'm not going to take the the merit of the game away from those who developed it, even if they did happen to go through some really harrowing shite. And I hope that they get better you know, from the company and they do right by them. But if we're going to judge the quality of their work, Legion might be pretty good.
1: Yeah, it, it's, I, I, it's it does worse
0: what they went through, but it looks pretty good.
1: It does. Um, and we saw a bit more of Valhalla, but it wasn't. It, it's, it just looks like Assassin's Creed like it looks like the new ones anyway
0: yeah Um, it's the fucking same i just i can't get excited for it
1: i wish i could
0: but i can't
1: see i see where you're coming from i i i I sped through odyssey i don't think i played it in the right way i'm going to try a bit harder with this one but uh yeah it's, it's not as inspired a setting i think it's just it feels it already feels played out this the new style of assassin's creed just feels it's already a bit old hat i mean it's still mechanically good and I mean, if I do say, you know, because Ghost of Shima is going to be kind of an equivalent of what old Assassin's Creed used to be like. And I don't particularly like the stealth in, in Ghost of Tsushima, but the problem is we now don't get stealth from Assassin's Creed games because you're playing as a goddamn Viking. They can tell yep. you as much as they want that they weren't just, you know, you know berserker rage people, but I've never, in, no one wants to be a stealthy Viking that's not a thing that happens you want to run in all guns blazing that's what they did that's true and and ghost of Shima, i mean we will do a full episode
0: on it but it's ended up being the better game i think mm. really and even though the stealth in that game is bare bones basic shit yeah there's at least enough tools to play with to make the chase interesting yeah i want to say i there's because i'm i don't mind stealth mechanics that much it made sense in this game so you get both a ninja game and a samurai game in the same game and it works really well and everything feels sort of fluid which i appreciate there's no stop start gameplay with tsushima but that's exactly what it was like in the old assassin's creed games it was very stop start Mm -hmm. and i just i I see these new ones and like you say it is it's just another rpg i just don't see how i can get excited for valhalla
1: origins was good and i hope this is more in key with that I, again i just can't i think i played odyssey in the wrong way i just i i i went for like i'm just going to run to all the points of interest because the story was duller than dishwater um so we will see but anyway that is more than enough video game chat from us i am the balls name playstation's court we will have to see whether they're going to jump ahead because i think xbox has said this is going to be not monthly but i mean pretty close to that now we're going to be getting more and more updates as we go, whereas PlayStation have kind of kept us vague. So we will be back at some point. It's really annoying that we can't tell you which video game company we'll be covering when we do this next. That would be nice to have a little bit of a schedule going, but uh, (laughs) I suppose since they've had to cancel everything, maybe there was a schedule and it all got torn up. But when there is new announcements... We'll be back to tell you about them. And in the meantime, you can go and find me on Twitter and at that, Mike Owen. You can go and follow Darren on Twitter at
0: the Guttridge. We're also both on Instagram under the same names. You can go and follow the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username T that's FOULENT. You can go and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and wherever you can pick up your RSS feeds under the username foulent or foulent podcast depending on the service and as always you can go to foulent.com for more stuff like this including articles when there's something to write about because there hasn't been
1: <laughs> there, there just really hasn't, hasn't been. been I hope you like pitch episodes because there's lots of them that we've done this year over on failentertainment.com. Oh, yeah. We'd love to tell you what we were going to do next, but we don't know. So uh keep it tuned. Yep. We'll uh, we'll we'll think of something. We'll we'll certainly be back with you with something very soon. But until then, we will see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye!